Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. There's over 180,000 titles for you to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio and get your free audiobook today. When the World Health Organization needed to share key messages to contain the spread of COVID-19, it turned to the gaming industry for assistance. Originally started with 18 game industry leaders, the Play Apart Together initiative now includes nearly 60 gaming companies that encourage their vast network of users to follow the WHO's health guidelines, including physical distancing, hand hygiene, respiratory etiquette, and other powerful preventative actions people can take to fight COVID-19. In this episode of Cause Talk Radio, I talked to Dan Goldenberg, a VP at Activision Blizzard, and Jeff Burrell, head of social impact for Riot Games, about their company's activations to help gamers play a part together. Well, I've got Jeff and Dan on the line. Hey, guys, welcome to Cause Talk Radio. Hey, Megan, thanks for having us. Yeah, great to be here. Too bad you guys can't see uh, Jeff and Dan because you know they're both they're both all decked out in their gaming gear for this show today. So I'm wearing <laughs> I'm wearing my screenshot. finest loungewear. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are here today to talk about a campaign that's super cool called Play Apart Together. And Jeff, maybe you could start us out by sharing what that initiative is, and then maybe talk about how Riot got involved. Yeah, sure. So Play Apart Together is a collective initiative from the video games industry to promote the WHO health guidelines and to encourage physical distancing to flatten the curve, but also to keep people socially connected through play and games. Um, and we were approached by Zynga, who was really the the kind of tip of the spear and, and driving factor in getting us all together. And they approached us to join early on, and it was something we were excited and happy to do. Amazing. And then, Dan, how about you guys? How did Activision get involved? Yeah, so more than a month ago, uh, at a high level, our company was talking about how we can have a positive impact during what's become a very difficult time for everyone. And as we were planning, Humam Sakini, the president of our King Digital unit, those are the folks who make Candy Crush, among other great mobile games, was contacted directly by Zynga's president, Bernard Kim, proposing the the initiative. Um, And we thought it was the perfect response at a time when Obviously, many folks were at home and at home gaming, but seeking consistent, reputable guidance on how to stay safe. So we thought we could leverage our massive in-game and social media reach to spread these safety guidelines and physical distancing messages while helping folks essentially remain, you know, safely social through gaming. Um, so yeah, that's how we got involved. Amazing. And Jeff, how many total gaming companies are on board at this point? It looked like there was like a little core group at first yeah. and then it kind of exploded. Yeah, yeah. Like like with many things in games. Uh, we started, I think, with roughly 18 uh, companies. And then I believe now we're up to over 40 game companies have joined on wow. with the campaign. And, and I think last I heard was we're over 4.7 billion 
media impressions worldwide. Um, wow. And so to, to me, this actually really kind of signals a, a broader watershed moment for those outside of the games industry to realize you know, how big the games industry and audience actually is and how prevalent it is all over the world, no matter where you are. So it's like a platform that we can actually share, you know, really positive guidelines and, and information to those that may not necessarily see it on, you know, traditional news sites, for instance. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's great to see that, you know, it's every, it's mobile gaming, it's, it's PC gaming, it's console gaming. It's streaming services, it's esports, it's the whole industry. Uh, ESA, the industry trade mm-hmm. organization, is part of it. So it's just, it's been great to see the swell of everyone joining in. That's amazing. What, so when did it start officially? I think it was at the end of March um, was when it officially kicked off. And that was through the the WHO uh, ambassador to the, the United States was kind of like the driving force and, and sort of announced it. And then we all were amplifying that and our CEOs got involved. And it was, it was really great to see. And it's still going on? Like it's an ongoing... Yeah, I mean, um, you know, as as long as everyone is uh, still facing the the pandemic and and what's that, you know, doing to encouraging physical distancing, you know, I think this campaign is going to continue on with that. Um, And and to the point where, you know, games actually can provide a a safe alternative to still connect with people and to have shared experiences and to have a little bit of joy. Um, You know, I think that's as long as those uh, guidelines are in place from the WHO, we're going to continue to be part of the campaign. So, Dan, can you tell me a little bit about, I'm just trying to wrap my head around exactly what this is. So in addition to you guys kind of embracing this message uh, that, you know, who guidelines that they've put out, um, is every does every one of your games have a different activation? Like, are there different ways that they're kind of bringing this to life? Or what does it look like for you guys at Activision, Dan? Well, something that's been so cool for us to see, and I don't know that it's ever really happened before, is to see literally every current gaming franchise we have take a part in this um you know from for, for activision blizzard we have king digital we have blizzard entertainment and activision publishing and all of their current franchises have been participating so that's everything from candy crush to call of duty to overwatch to crash bandicoot to world of warcraft um it also included our two esports leagues that's the overwatch league and the call of duty league um and beyond more than the 45 social media posts uh, to our massive, massive followings, our team's really been creative and clever, finding ways within the games and and the gaming communities, each of those franchises' communities, to um, to get the message out. So, as some examples, um, we had really cool internal efforts uh, like King's Unlimited Lives promotion and Candy Crush Saga, and also them running PSAs, public service announcements, within their mobile games which is an amazing, amazing, by the way, for our audience, um, an amazing uh, channel for getting, you know, um, cause messages out. Um, incredibly, incredible results in terms of video completion rates and the ability to dial messaging to very specific levels, even down to postal code or zip code levels. Wow. Um, we've also seen cool things like within Crash Bandicoot, you know, it's more of a younger gamers um, franchise. And so they have these very iconic, approachable characters like Crash um, uh, that are being used to convey these messages in ways that really appeal to the younger gamer about hand-washing, not touching your face, staying inside, using kind of the game's characters and fantasy to get the game across in a fun way. Um, and then we've got our esports leagues engaging talent, uh, you know, their players in 
personal messaging and providing in broadcast social distancing reminders. It's kind of, you know, one of the few sporting competitions that's still going on at eSports. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it, it's a great way to get it across. And, you know, across the board, our campaigns, last we checked, generated over 250 million media impressions and distributed over 72 million in-game messages, uh, all promoting, you know, safe physical distancing and staying at home, those sort of things. Um, and we think across all of our game channels on social, we've reached about 150 million followers through Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So all in all, it's been a team effort across everything, which we're really proud of. What about you guys at Riot, Jeff? Same question. Are you guys, are you all doing the same thing? Y'all drinking the Kool-Aid over there? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's a bit funny because we actually officially just launched our second game uh, this morning. So now we oh. are officially Riot Games, uh, plural. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're catching up. Um, but I, I will say that, you know, we, we do look at this from a, a whole company-wide perspective. So, so just like with Activision and Blizzard and, and um, you know, what, what Dan is doing, you know, we're, we're trying to integrate it both with our esports uh, tournaments and making those completely digital and sharing the positive messaging uh, out there and like how, you know, people can stay healthy during these times. Um, and if the the new game uh, Legends of Runeterra, the the card game, that's uh, a stable launch, and I think that it is, is then we'll get, begin to like start to share out like some of those messaging to those uh, gamers and players out there as well. So you know, it it is something that we're actively looking across like all of the ways that we engage in our messaging, um, you know, and and with our worldwide audience to to start to share some of that because you know what we're finding is this this pandemic is everywhere; it's affecting everyone, and so you know being able to leverage the similar guidelines into like all of these local markets is something that is is really kind of cool and unique to the games industry I think that is really unique because you've done some international stuff before Jeff and it, it I know that from country to country you have to really change the message but that's this is unique in a pandemic like the message is kind of the same you know yeah keep apart from each other wash your hands don't touch your face yeah you know and, <laughs> don't and, go and as, I, as I keep telling you know uh, everyone else I, I don't actually have that much experience with global pandemics um in fact no <laughs> you don't yeah so, you know, <laughs> thank has, God <laughs> hasn't yeah thank God hasn't really come up before um but you, you know the the first thing that we realize is we just got to move fast. Right. That's, yeah. that's more important than almost anything else. And so, you know, we, we really just looked at, um, small things that we could do to also encourage, like through, through our games, for instance, we, um, increase the frequency in which we could hold, you know, in-game player tournaments, a clash, for example. We were normally going to schedule those about once a month, but then we're like, oh, let's, let's increase the frequency of those so that people can stay in and still engage and, you know, compete with one another and have like some, some joy. Um, because more than anything else, we just needed to, to move fast and then try to figure out how we can build more long-term support later on but fortunately you know this was something that was completely globally relevant that we could just easily get those communications out to everybody you know it sort of strikes me that all of the work that you both have done over the years integrating cause into the gaming platform has kind of primed you to be in a position now to do what you're just talking about jeff like acting quickly and activating like you didn't have to sell your company on hey we should, we should join in on this on this cause and this cause message you know both of you have done a lot of work over the years to kind of make that happen in game around different causes so it's kudos to both of you for that so Dan, how did this whole thing get started? I think uh, Jeff said something about Zynga. Yeah, Is this their like, idea. Hats off to them. Um, you know, obviously, 
uh, Zynga is the, was sort of the contact point between WHO and the industry. Um, I, I would be very remiss if I didn't give a huge shout out to Dana Whitney from Zynga. Uh, she's been amazing. I don't know, Jeff, if you oh, don't, plus don't one, happen. she, she was, she, I don't think she slept for an entire week. She yeah. was oh so goodness. good. She, she may be waking up now finally, um, <laughs> but like always on, always responsive. So she was the quarterback of this for sure. Um, and, you know, like exuberant and, and knowledgeable and always, always would come back, you know, all you can imagine we, we, we worked for big companies. There were a lot of questions and, uh, she was always able to get them for us. So it was, uh, it was terrific. So it, it grew out of Zynga. And I think, I don't want to speak, obviously speak for Zynga, but I think they have a history of, of cause going way back. And uh, so this is quite consistent with, with that heritage. Yeah, that's a good point. I think actually um, they might have had the first social impact and I think it was Farmville way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're talking about in-game items, the very first in-game item for charity actually uh, this is my bone to pick with you, Megan. The very, the oh, very, oh, good. <laughs> the very first item was actually a Blizzard charity pet about a year before Zenga did their first one. Wow. Yeah, so you got to change the timeline. <laughs> got to change the timeline. Love it. You heard it here first on Cause Talk Radio, people. <laughs> Dan is calling me out. I love it. Um, hey, Jeff, Any are there any collaborations that are happening now between gaming companies that you've seen or witnessed through this initiative that maybe didn't happen in the past. I think gaming companies might be a tad bit competitive. Is that right? Stop it. Gamers are never come. Why? I'm the most non-competitive. I did not say gamers. Oh, in game companies, companies. right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, you know, the, it's, it's kind of interesting because like I said, we, we had to move really quickly um, to, to sort of push this as well as then changing how we operated. So, you know, getting everyone to work from home and just trying to stabilize yeah. and find a new normal with our network infrastructure. So we haven't had as much uh, of an opportunity to like fully explore, but you know, Dan and I have been talking and, and trading notes, um, you know, potentially what would it look like if we could get some gaming tournaments together across products, um, you know, potentially including some charity fundraising streams or in conversations I'm in with right now. Um, you know, also in-game sales of, of content as, as Dan alluded to earlier. Um, and so I know that a lot of studios are, you know, trying to step up and give back in their own way. And so hopefully now that things have stabilized, we can actually then start to explore a little bit more about how can we, you know, collectively come together and, and share, um, you know, some joint experiences with our players across all platforms, across all regions to then really start to drive some of these, you know, uh, great tips and, and how to stay physically, you know, apart um, and still connected in, in the future. So I haven't seen too much yet, but I, I do think that's something that we're going to have a lot of appetite to explore in the coming weeks. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. One book I am completely obsessed with and highly recommend is The Art of Gathering, How We Meet and Why It Matters by Priya Parker. It is absolutely a perfect combination of philosophy and practicality as it relates to your next gathering of people, whether that's a business meeting or a conference, a huge surprise party, or maybe just a backyard barbecue. I highly recommend this book and you can get it for free on Audible with your 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. Um, Dan, have you ever seen a single cause like something like this unite the gaming industry before? 
You know, I think the answer is no for a couple of reasons. Um, obviously, COVID being so far reaching globally and all the lockdown measures that have been put in place to deal with it um, have put gaming in a pretty unique and relevant spot. Um, and I think also that this generation of gaming is more connected than ever. Um, it's, it's not, you know, I think old scores, um, my, my age or older tend to think of gaming in a way that it isn't, um, you know, tend to think of a kid alone in their basement, um, playing on a Atari 2600. And that's just not how gaming is today. It's an incredibly social and connected experience. Um, and I think there are just very large communities networked online through games. And those two things have, for the first time, um, you know, we've had something that truly is affecting everyone on the planet and we've got this connected community together. And I think those two have converged. And I think also uh, to emphasize the point Jeff just made is that, uh, you know, th- at least in my encounters, there's been like no competitive concerns at all raised about this. You know, everybody, no one was asking questions like, well, I don't know if I should participate because this company is right. participating. Everybody, um, you know, gaming companies are largely made of gamers and, you know, we like to, to work together to win. And so I think um, that you're seeing that come through, um, you know, the right cause at the right time um, for the industry and when it's in a position to help. I'd love to hear the reaction from both of your communities. Like, what are, what are you hearing from, from people about this initiative? Jeff, you want to kick us off here? Yeah, I think that, you know, from our player base, it's been um, pretty positive so far. You know, a, a lot of them are not uh, shy about hiding their opinions <laughs> and what we should be doing I've and what we shouldn't that. be doing. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> and, um, you, you know, by doing this and, and focusing on other ways that, you know, we can kind of like give back to our local communities at this time is, is something that's just so like heartwarming to see, um, you know, the fact that we're able to, to point to some, you know, sources of truth and like, what are the right guidelines out there and how they can stay safe and healthy during these times, as well as provide them like, you know, a sense of joy and a sense of um, being able to do something and to kind of break some boredom. Um, I, I think that they've been really, really um, positive and receptive to those messages. And it's actually been really cool to see because then we've seen you know, our own community of streamers or players or, you know, uh, community members, they'll uh, take the the initiative, they'll take the tagline and start to host their own events. Oh, you really? know, like, awesome. yeah. And, and so they'll take that and they're like, today, I'm going to grind to silver, you know, follow me, watch. Or, you know, we're going to have like uh, this and, and they'll do their own fundraising stream, uh, you know, to support some local causes. So that's been really, really cool to see. I think that's a hallmark of a good effort when people pick it up and run with it themselves. Highly positive, for sure. Incredibly high sentiment across all our communities. Um, And I think it's also interesting how it shows how gaming can be diverse and its support for causes. Um, You know, not just just things like in-game items, uh, but also self-organizing communities that use games as a platform to connect and fundraise for causes. That, that the you know gamers are passionate about. I think about things like games done quick as one example, um, you know, and also obviously games as a platform. Now we're seeing to publicize um, messaging and that can be socially beneficial. Um, I've just continued to be struck by the ability for in-game advertising channels to be used for so to you know get social cause or social or cause related messages across. It's it's a, a under leveraged channel across the industry, I think, um, and it's you know we we tend to you hear we hear all the time about other companies doing 
kind of in, making in-kind donations of merchandise or, or, or foodstuffs or things like that. But we actually, as an industry, as, there's more, more of that capacity available. We actually have the ability to do some in-kind work there, too, for causes, um, which is something we've been, you know, it's been neat to explore. And when watching a video in game is an incentive for something you get in the game, let's say an extra life or something, um, people watch the, these commercials, right? I mean, the completion rates are staggeringly high. Really? Staggeringly high. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think we're seeing um, just another way to connect with our communities that's highly, highly effective. Uh, around cost. Yeah. Just to, to add on to that, uh, you know, adding to what Dan is saying, I think that it is a rather underserved, uh, you know, kind of communication channel. Games, a lot of people think that it's just, oh, I'm going to go and, and play. But really what they are is they're community, you know, centers where, where people will come and, and regularly schedule time with their friends or to be able to you know, just like blow off steam or like with my brother in Florida, it's how we talk, you know, we don't pick up the phone anymore. We'll meet in a game. And so, you know, game companies have a tremendous opportunity to then be able to reach some of those players and to give them the baton to find out, you know, like, Hey, what really matters to them? How can they take the cause? Like you said, and run with it that I think, you know, uh, certain companies are tapping into and doing it really well. But I think overall, there's a lot of lessons there that we can learn from. I love that. Well, I would uh, love to have both of you pull out your crystal ball here a little bit. Any lessons you see here for the gaming industry in general or for your company as it relates to this particular campaign or maybe even this particular circumstance? I feel like you've started to kind of like dance around that, both of you, a little bit. But anything else you can think of that you feel like, hey, this is actually a good thing that's happening right now that's come out of this crazy time and it'd be awesome to carry it forward in this way or that way? Yeah, I can start a, a, a couple things. I mean, look, I think we've started to flex some new muscles as this industry matures. Um, you know, previously, like the ad channel in games, like that's a, a potential tool for very positive messaging. Um, I think, um, you know, enabling our communities to spread that message and to make it their own is, is super cool as well. Um, you know, there's, and, and by the way, um, Jeff, welcome to the world of multiple franchises now. Um, you know, <laughs> I need all the tips. <laughs> the, uh, you know, there's opportunity we're, we're, we're learning about to work across gaming franchises and, and to leverage infrastructure one game franchise might have that another might not to, to have an overall larger impact. So, you know, as an example, you know, our mobile games have this advertising channel, but our, um, you, you know, that's really unique to them. And, at the same time, our esports have access to these personalities, these players who have their own independently large followings. And it's a great way to bring them in uh, and access influencers to convey a positive message as well. So I think we're actually just seeing the beginning of this. It's early days, uh, but there's more good to come from it. Yeah, yeah. Just to, to again, follow on, on Dan, I, I take all of my notes from him. Um, he, <laughs> we all do. Oh, I, <laughs> I get it, my motivation from Jeff. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a good partnership. Our lunches are fun. Um, but uh, I, I agree that it, it is a lot about building muscles now, right? Because for a lot of corporate social responsibility and giving back and kind of like this community activations, you know, it's it's figuring out how you start to integrate it internally and start to, you know, make it much more easy to execute. 
And now we're starting to see, and it unfortunately it took a pandemic to to bring us together. Um, but the the exponential factor that that has if we come together, because the world really is big enough. You know, people who play certain games, you know, may not necessarily play other ones, and and everyone around the world, in some way, some fashion, is a gamer. Um, and so, being able to like find those common threads that we can partner together and really amplify off of one another is something that I would love to see more because the the medium of games is just so interactive and full of storytelling and full of you know community interactions that you can really amplify to drive social good in the local communities, I think is something that I'd love to see more of. I love it. Well, this has been fantastic, you guys. Really appreciate both of you coming on to Cause Talk Radio. Let's see, Dan, where can people find you and Activision online and maybe even Call of Duty Endowment online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm dual-hatted. Uh, you know, I, I, I co-lead our Activision Blizzard's um, corporate social responsibility, or as we like about corporate social action efforts. And I also uh, am the executive director of the Call of Duty Endowment. Um, so uh, they can find me uh, at Dan for Vets on Twitter, and uh, they can find calldutyendowment.org, and then, of course, activisionblizzard.com. Fabulous. How about you, Jeff? Where can people find you and Riot Games, plural, online? It is now official. <laughs> yeah, we are um, on riotgames.com. Um, and through there, you can find like our social impact page where I post some blogs and some, you know, uh, of some of the investments that we make in grants. Uh, and then I also lurk a lot on the Reddit uh, subreddits uh, for Ooh. League of Legends and, and Legends of Terra. So you can find me there and call me out. And most likely, if you have an idea for something to do with the charity and game, I will be reading it because I'm addicted to Reddit. Perfect. Amazing. We will put all of that in the show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. You can find me on Twitter at Megan Strand and also tweeting for Engage for Good at Engage for Good. So thanks guys again for joining us and we will talk to you real soon. Stay well, both of you. Thanks again. Thanks so much, Megan. Appreciate being here. Stay well.